Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday, hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, May 31st, 2023, the last day of May. And we've got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a big time KRC today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how are you doing today? Ooh, uh, weird start to the morning, but we're, we're pushing through. We are pushing through. And, uh, it's a big day, last day, with uh, parents out of town babysitting last night during the night shift, and uh, last night seemingly that we don't know what the hell's going on with Kentucky's roster. So, exciting day. Um, we're, we're riding, grinding, riding around and getting it. It's ours, we spend it. Scoots, how are you? How I, are you? I, I'm, I'm good. I, uh, I've got a nice, easy day today. I'm just a... Uh... Nice little six hours of radio, and then I'm trying to decide. I keep going back and forth in my head what I'm going to do after Spear Show today because part of me really, really wants to golf, but I can't find anybody to play with. And then part of me also wants to just sit on my couch and do nothing and watch TV and be a lazy, fat, you know what. So, yeah, but other than that, I'm good. Just just got a decision to make today that I'm a little torn on. So you have six hours of radio, but you can also golf? Yeah, after the radio. Yeah, do you want to golf? Well, where are the six hours coming from? Uh, so I've got our show, and then the replay, and then Denison, and then Spears. Oh, oh okay. Basically, I don't, I don't have to work for six hours, but I have to be in this building for six hours. Uh, I gotcha. I see. So you're your man in the operation over there. Correct. Per usual. I see. Uh, I would, I, I would love to golf, but. Can't today, mainly just because getting out of town Friday means every gotta gotta get a lot done before we we get there. But I, I would love to. I do think it's gonna probably be a little, little toasty, but that, that suits kind of weather. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's really kind of what I want. I want to get out there and, and get a nice little sweat on. Have to bring out a towel and wipe the arms down a little bit. You know. Yeah, I love this weather, as you all know. Yeah, high, high of eighty-seven today, but should be dry so uh i hope you're able to do it. go ahead and play by yourself who cares 
That well, see, that's or, the thing. Normally, I don't, I don't mind playing by myself. I've done it in the past thousands and thousands of times. But the three times I've played this year, I have really struggled to pick up my ball as it comes off the tee. So I, I don't know that I trust myself enough to go out and play by myself. Is what it comes down to. Maybe you could just spend some time practicing instead. Meet in the middle. That's know, go up. That's an idea, Roush. Yes, good call. I'll just go hit the driving range. That's that's a really good idea because that's wow. what I need to do anyways. Yeah. Can we circle back to you saying you don't trust yourself to play by yourself? No, I at this juncture of this season, I have not been seeing the ball well off my tee. Even though there was there was oh. th- there was three or four drives I had on Friday where I was like I just hit the ball. And I would have to look at my brother and be like, where the heck is it? And he would just look at me right down the middle. Well, yeah, didn't see it. So so you just wanted me to play so I could basically watch the ball for you. He needs a spotter. No, I just, I I don't know. I, I mean, you all know this, but golf is more fun when you're playing with people as opposed to playing by yourself. Newsflash. It depends on the company. Yeah, but you all, I would say, are pretty good company. So don't hate on uh, me for asking. That's sweet, Scoots. Um, I don't mind around by myself. The the scary part about playing by yourself, though, is like, who am I getting paired up with? So when I know that I'm not going to be able to find anybody to play with, I try to go at like a strategic time or go to a course that I feel like I'm going to be able to at least get on there by myself, at least for the first few holes, and then maybe end up having to, to pair up with somebody. And I'm not normally anti-pair up, but when you pair up, I like I like to I like to have the numbers in my favor. So like if we've got a threesome and another single has to come up with us, no problem. Don't don't re- don't usually mind. If we've got two and they're like, hey, we got one more person, going to make you all threesome. Do you mind about that? No, don't care. But it's when you kind of go into another group, sometimes that can be a little intimidating. Like you're the single with the threesome of people that know each other or twosome that have been playing together forever. Then you feel like you're just kind of getting in their way or ruining their little game. But uh, but yeah, do what Ralph said. Just go chip. See, I have had... Chip in the backyard of your freshly cut grass. Hey, that's an idea as well. Maybe I'll just practice for the for Gil when he gets home and just whoop him in some backyard golf. hey oh. But no, I've, I've had some really good experiences joining up with people, especially this year. I joined up with a couple earlier in the year, an older couple. They were a lot of fun to hang out with. And then I played with an older guy who was probably in his 70s, had the most routine of routines of all time when it comes to golf. This guy was incredible but yeah so I, I like playing with people but yeah I, i'd rather play with people i know yeah i'm i'm, I'm right there with you uh, there's some viral videos of people when they get paired up with like a stranger or a stranger gets paired up with them they'll film the routines and like sometimes these these random golfers just have like the most outrageous long ridiculous in between shot routine getting themselves set getting sure they're centered and all that stuff uh, luckily i haven't had any experiences like that i've played with some slow golfers obviously as i'm sure anybody that golfs a decent amount has done that but luckily haven't had anything anything too ridiculous so hopefully you can get out there and play scoots and talking about all this golf we are under three weeks until father's day do not forget about the big exports radio golf card they are a very popular father's day gift Sometimes the wife will buy them for the hubby, say it's from the kids as a Father's Day gift. You can buy them for your father. 
the, you, you get you get a lot of versatility with this thing. You can share them among like a family of dads. Hey, you get these two courses, they get these two courses. Uh, you're going to be playing some of the nicest courses in the area for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457, or simply go to bigxsportsradio.com. And then... Uh, a little over three weeks is the 4th of July shotgun scramble at Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in the state. They're celebrating America's birthday the right way with hot dogs, drinks, beers, and most importantly, golf on, again, one of the most beautiful courses in the area. It starts at 9 a.m. They're going to want your handicap. Uh, there's going to be prizes closest to the pin, longest drive, and they're limiting it to 18 teams. $80 per person, 270-544-7200 is the number to call there, 270-544-7200, or email hmadril at parkmammothgolfclub.com, hmadril at parkmammothgolfclub.com. Okay, there's, there's the golf talk for today's show, because Roush, there's a lot more to get to. Oh, yeah. We got a ton, um, and I think, um, oh, man, which way do we want to go? Do we want to start with football stuff and then maybe get to the text and then they'll talk basketball? But I feel like it's decision day. Let's lead off with the, the, the NBA draft withdrawal deadline. It's tonight at midnight, um, if you'll remember, that's, that is just when they have to have their paperwork in. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, he waited until after midnight to announce his. So we could be waiting – all day for some of these guys. And when I say some of them, there's three. That's the other part that feels uh, a little unusual. We've had plenty of these stay-or-go decisions before, TJ. We're Kentucky basketball fans. We're used to this. It, what's just unique about it all, though, is that not only is it three guys, but it's also three guys who seemingly don't have a spot in the NBA draft. I don't think anybody's, uh, you know, pushing people out of the way to be able to get a chance to draft these guys. They're not on draft boards, so you would think that they would go to try to be second-round picks. And I think that's part of what's complicated for Kentucky basketball fans throughout this entire process is it's like, you know, I thought Neil was supposed to make sure that guys didn't leave before they were supposed to. And can they? Will they? I, You know, there's not a ton of buzz out there. Um, we'll talk about some of the – the late scuttlebutt, but there isn't. It's it's. I don't know if no news is good news or no news is bad news, but right now uh, we're still kind of in the no news land. Guys, all three were still working out yesterday: Chris Livingston, Antonio Reeves, and Oscar Sheboy. And all three would be great role players to have. And, and you know, obviously Sheboy is a little bit bigger than a role player, but like. Hell, that, that's the those are the kind of pieces, the experienced pieces around freshmen that you need to have on a successful team. And we've talked about kind of ad nauseum throughout this process. So it's a big deal one way or the other, um, particularly if you don't get some of them back, your options are limited to the transfer portal. So there's there's been a lot of angst, a lot of nervous energy throughout the Big Blue Nation over the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's going to reach a fever pitch today until – the news comes out of what these guys are going to do next. That's a great point that the fact that it's three people going to the deadline 
does just make it all that much more head scratching, nerve wracking, whatever you want to use to describe it, it, it. It applies when it's if it's one, it's a big deal when it comes down to the wire like this. And just to put it very plainly and spell it out for you, either UK is getting back a player in college basketball that has won the national player of the year has put up some of the most impressive numbers that college basketball has seen in 40 or 50 years. It's not just like, is this player going to reclassify? Is he going to be added to the roster? We need another body. In, In one case, you're talking again about one of the best rebounder in UK history. Are they coming back for another season? or not then you've got Antonio Reeves uh, a player in the Calipari era that has done some major scoring that you've only seen from the likes of a De'Aaron Fox or a Malik Monk or Jamal Murray just some of the best scorers in the Calipari era he's in that category because when you can go drop 37 points or whatever it ended up being just that that's a, that's a pretty impressive feat. This isn't just some potential, hey, he, he played eight minutes a game. He's thinking about transferring, but we want him. We want to develop him. Uh, it's not a, a do Thierro situation. And I'm happy Thierro's back at UK, but this was your probably like best player that, that you had um, in terms of scoring from last season. And he's on the table of coming back or going. And then lastly is a player that UK basketball put a ton of development chips into. They went all in on Chris Livingston in the sense of, we believe this player is going to pan out. We believe this guy can do some things that other players on this roster can't do. We're playing this guy and we're going to play him a lot. UK invested all that playing time and not for a not for a major payout uh, I think Chris Livingston towards the end of the year was a really fun player to watch and was an important piece to UK's overall overall mold if you will but he averaged six points and four rebounds per game and I think you can make a case if Chris Livingston was a little bit better you probably beat Kansas State. You could say the same, obviously, about Antonio Reeves. If he was a little bit better, you probably beat Kansas State. But Livingston, he's a little bit of a difference than Reeves and Shebway because Reeves and Shebway have proven it, shown it in a Kentucky jersey on the floor, doing really important things, helping win games for UK. Chris Livingston, we've seen it, we've seen flashes. He just hasn't put it all together. But the reason why he still is important is how I started this whole rant is UK just invested so much in Chris Livingston clicking and being an important piece. And we even said during the season that like, even going back to December and early January that you, but if there isn't a payoff, you could say that all this is added juice to his sophomore campaign and what good experience that this could be where Chris Livingston could be one of the most important players on UK's roster during a sophomore season. I think that all applies. And I think if there are bigger Chris Livingston fans than me. There are people that aren't as high on him that I am. I'm somewhere in the middle here. But there's no doubt that if you got him back for a sophomore year, he checks so many boxes. He can play a lot of different positions and he'd be a great piece to have. So all three of them lumped together. These aren't just like bench warmers that we're talking about for Kentucky basketball. It's the 
it, it, it totally changes the perception of the upcoming season. Oh, if you yeah. were to get all, if you get, got all three back, put UK top five for sure. Uh, because I just think off the returning talent alone, you feel pretty solid about where you are, let alone maybe Calipari's most talented freshman class coming in with that returning talent. You get two or three back. Good. Like, I think people are pretty excited about the season. Maybe you go get one more player, but you're feeling pretty darn good, Even regardless of who the two of the three are. That's kind of the funny thing about this. If you get one of the three back, and this is maybe where it's a little bit different depending on who the one would be, but if you get one of the three back, still, like, not terrible. All right. Uh, not maybe what we wanted, but this is a, a – we need to go add probably another body, a good body, a really good player, and then maybe just another body that we can develop. Maybe it turns into something. Maybe it doesn't. And then, of course, it is totally on the table, Roush, that UK strikes out 0 for 3. They don't get one of them, in which case – this panic that has been set in the fan base over the last month and a half, the last two months, even it, it only gets worse and it probably gets the worst that it's ever been in the John Calipari era. As we wait for those additional players to join this roster and to have this roster completed when they're going to be ball here in about six weeks. So everything's on the table. It's anybody's guess. The experts don't seem to really know one way or another. We'll tell you what they're saying as the show goes on today. But the overall consensus is shrug emoji. Like, I I don't know. Eh, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that. It could go either way. So truly going to come down to the wire, Roush. How long in the day do you think we have to wait for the first domino to fall? Oh, um... I'm hoping that one happens in the afternoon. I don't expect anything until at least after lunchtime. Because, like, these guys could, uh, I I think, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like one of them has got to work out this morning. So, um, yeah, I'm not anticipating anything until, like, 3, 4 o'clock, sadly. And then I'm just, I'm going to be a damn mess tonight because... That, that'll be me just waiting patiently, scrolling, refreshing. Just, all right, what's going to happen? Like, we got to get it out there. Like, come on, let's let's ride. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just – I just think that it's going to take forever. But maybe I'm being pessimistic. The ball, if it's taken this long, why would they do the, the courtesy of announcing before – late at night you know like if they've waited this long they're probably going to take it close on to the deadline which that's a there are so many different ways to slice this cake here that's a whole nother thing is that like we 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 like the guy but cal was this the plan all along that like hey these three players are going to wait until the last moment to decide and if that was the plan all along what have you like? It, it just doesn't. The situation doesn't add up where you can even make a compelling case that Cal was in the know the entire time. See, and I think we all just and like. I think I've come to the point of just accepting that he is maybe not as clueless as just us, but he doesn't know much more than we do. He he definitely at one point thought that like things were going to happen one way or another with multiple of these guys. I think. If you asked him a week ago, he was assuming that Chris was going to leave and that Reeves was going to come back and probably just expected both of them to pop then and there. 
Um, and then there was word that he went and talked to Oscar to try to just go ahead and lock, lock it up. It was either, I don't know if it was Memorial Day weekend or the weekend before last where he flew down to see him where he's working out in Charlotte. And that was the, the kind of plan was, all right, we're going to, we're going to lock it up and get it over with. Boom. We'll get two out of the three pack and move forward. And if that's what ultimately ends up being the case, if that's what we're talking about this time tomorrow, I think folks will be happy. Um, I think it'll check a lot of boxes. I know there's there's obviously some <laughs> – it's funny that there's mixed feelings on Oscar among some of the fans, but I digress. To your point, though, TJ, there was, I think he thought this was going a certain way. I just don't know when it kind of got away from him, if that makes sense, right? Like, when, when did things change and all of a sudden it's seemingly out of his own control? Yeah, I had a, a tweet on Friday last week, which seems like so long ago now at this point, where it's just like, gosh, it has been so long since Calipari has spoken to local media. It hasn't happened since the end of the season. He did a short little playful interview with Dan Patrick, had a more insightful Q&A in written form with John Fanta. And, but even those have now been about a month since we've just heard from him really in any capacity. I was surprised by some of the pushback. It wasn't like a consensus like, yeah, TJ, good point. He needs to talk. There were a ton of people that were like, I don't want to hear from him. What's he going to say? What's it, what's it going to matter? I just think talking throughout this process would could have given him more benefit of the doubt of like, hey, here's why these players are having such tough decisions and just hear it from the horse's mouth about like where things stand and where the current situation is. No, it wouldn't have made like snap your fingers and made the situation all better, but it'll, you could at least control the narrative a little bit more than instead we find ourselves potentially this time tomorrow when we're doing right, it could be a dumb and dumber. Our pets heads are falling off situation where just nothing's going right. And quite literally, your blind parakeet's head has fallen off, unfortunately. Was the parakeet blind? The kid was blind. The parakeet yeah, was just dead. The, it was just yeah. a dead parakeet. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. But that being said, as Lucy comes down to say good morning, um, but all that being said, I feel like if he just spoke, you'd get a better sense of where things were at with U.K. basketball. He didn't, so we're all left wondering what U.K. has known, what they didn't know. Roush, I think what you said is probably accurate, is they probably had an idea, but it's kind of gone and changed, and then they had a different idea, and then that's gone and changed. But where it stands going into tonight is you've got 38 points on the table for college basketball scorers. If you want to narrow that down to to Reeves and Oscar, that's 31 points potentially coming back or potentially leaving that is just up in the air. Hopefully UK's done enough to convince them to stay. The latest is that Oscar Shibway, he himself, is supposedly wanting to stay in the draft. He's had his mind made up on the NBA, but now it's a, like a, a group effort. His people and representation are saying, yeah, we think maybe you should come back to UK. UK and their coaches are saying, you absolutely should come back to UK. But Oscar himself maybe has a change of plans. He may want to stay in. I think Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio is the first to report on that. Antonio Reeves, maybe now seeming more likely he will come back to UK with the latest scuttlebutt. And then Roush, I don't know a single person that thinks Livingston's coming back, which brings us back to what we said yesterday. What the heck's taking so long? Yeah, that that part, I'm not quite sure. I do 
feel like at least in the the case of Reeves and Oscar, some of it is um, maybe not so much. Uh, well, yeah, it kind of leverage based, right? When it comes to nil, how much they're going to make the the next year. Uh, Kentucky's not in the business of making promises, but if you're ever going to force their hand to make a promise, the, the the time is now. The time is now. So it sounds like that that might be what was uh, in play there. Out of these three guys. Who do you all think has the hardest decision? Because for me, it, no question, it's Chris Livingston. I mean, the potential that he shows that he could get to the NBA and he could have a really good career there, but then also at the same time, like you could improve your stock so much by coming back to Kentucky. So for me, it's Chris Livingston has the toughest decision, but I'm, I'm curious where you all are at. I, mean, I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's fair because, like, he probably has the the brightest pro career ahead of him. He's got the highest ceiling of them all. Where, like, Oscar, he could make it, but, like, you're never going to see an NBA playoff game, and I hope to be so wrong about this, but you're never going to see an NBA playoff game where, like, in the final minutes, Oscar makes a huge play and he's the star of the game. Uh, best, and I know that that's like that's that's one extreme. But like best case for Oscars, he's going to be a bench NBA player. You maybe see him get a few minutes here or there in a specific role, but that's really going to be the extent of it. He's never going to be an NBA star. And again, totally hope to be wrong about that, but I don't think I will be. Antonio Reeves, just a dime a dozen in the NBA, like somebody that can shoot and score and do a lot of things. Uh, you know, Damian Lee could make it in the NBA, and I think Antonio Reeves could. But then again, that's probably his ceiling is like a Damian Lee, which again, pretty pretty solid. Um, but that's like best best case scenario, and most likely he's again in a similar Oscar situation where the most realistic case is somebody that maybe just floats around the G League and the NBA gets a few minutes here or there, but will just be fighting his entire career. For a roster spot. Livingston's the only one that it's like, hey, he is 18 years old. He is good, but maybe not NBA good right now. But in two or three years, with that length, with that frame, with his ability to spread the floor a little bit and guard multiple different positions, he may just be somebody that you got to find minutes for in the NBA. So I would say maybe he does have the toughest decision. But all that's another thing, Roush, is like I don't really get how tough of a decision it is for Oscar Sheboy or Antonio Reeves. Maybe I need to see their financial statements and need to look at the numbers of it all to see if it really is all that complicated. But here's a team with a ton of young guys that need experienced players to guide them, to be the leaders, to maybe even be the stars at the beginning of the season, and who knows, maybe throughout the, the entirety of the season. It's like, what does Antonio Reeves and Oscar Sheboy, what are they truly deciding on? Do they hate college that much that they don't want to have to spend another year faking 12-hour classes? Do they hate Lexington? Did they really not enjoy playing for Calipari? I don't think that's the case for Oscar Sheboy. Antonio Reeves, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. If, if, if a, he, had, he did better than he did at Illinois State, he became more efficient. I think if the goal was to become a better basketball player by going to U.K., you did. You became a better basketball player by going to UK. Can you become better again? I, I just, I don't know. Livingston, I can understand why he's a little bit torn, but even he doesn't have NBA teams knocking on his door at this juncture. Like, come back, and then maybe you could be a lottery pick the following year or a first rounder the following year. But Reeves and Sheboy, I just, I can't, I, I don't 
are you just done with college? Like, is that what this comes down to? Or, or hear me out. This is kind of a loser mindset, but what if they're just kind of, I don't know if this is going to be the right word, but what if they're intimidated by that freshman class coming in, just knowing that those guys are the real deal. They're going to get a bunch of playing time. I don't want to be left out in the cold. That's, I mean, especially in Reeves's case, you don't want to take a back seat to the new guys, right? You want to be the featured guy. Um, I do also think it's important. It's important to mention too that when it comes to the nil stuff, especially with Oscar, like everybody operates under the assumption that like, oh, well, he's going to make a million, maybe two million bucks coming back to UK. He can make that much money. Well, he can, but similar to how Scott technically year-to-year deals, I mean, that's the same with nil. Oscar, and I, I don't see a world where he gets paid the way that he got paid. If he came back, he'd be making less money than he made a year ago. Fair, TJ? I mean, I, I can't say that definitively, but one would think that, yeah, it would be less. From my understanding... I, I, I agree with you. It's 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 less. Um, at least less is on the table. They don't have uh, individuals bucking up to, to, to make it happen. So, uh, at least in the same respect. Which, that, that's, that's another part. Like, that, it's just hard to... There's a, it's a lot of juggling right now, TJ, and I just – it feels like a lot of this uh, has kind of, like, blown with the wind, and so you just hope the wind is blowing in the right direction <laughs> the last day of this process. Uh, it's that, that, is, that is so true. Um, it, it's gone so many different ways with really all these players, with the exception of Chris Livingston. But even, again, I mentioned it yesterday, but you did have that quote from Ben Roberts who was like, well, not so fast, but that was a month ago. And even after that quote, people were like, yeah, 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 he's gone. He's gone. But here we still stand on the final day with all three, including Chris Livingston, we're not 100% sure of. And it does make sense that maybe Oscar wouldn't make as much. Again, that Bahamas trip was big from a money standpoint for him, but – he and I don't know what he could or couldn't do in Canada or what the rules are there, and I'm not going to lie to you or even pretend that I have any idea. But it would just make sense that you win National Player of the Year, more money. You yeah. come back and don't, although you had a nice season, you theoretically probably going to make a little bit less. And then if maybe if Kelly Craft just didn't buy like those – three or four extra commercials the last week of the primary that that could have been some sweet sweet oscar Sheebway. she bucks oscar she bucks could have been she bucks yeah exactly but instead she had to, nickels or shirt bucks she had to just tell everybody that that there's an empty table or something like Wo- that or wokeism that Daniel Cameron was a teddy bear or something like that. Whatever, whatever, whatever her ads were. That could have Wait. been more well spent on Oscar Shibway and Antonio Reeves coming back to UK. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, oh, if, if, I feel like I've done this a lot of times where it's like, all right, we've, we've, we've talked about the latest, and now you just say, we'll see. Well, we're definitely going to see today. That, that is the one thing that is nice. Uh, the speculation finally comes to an end on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number to get in the show. Concerns? Share them. What, what, what are your thoughts? Will they say? Will they go? We'll get to it, just like you should get to it, Thornton's, today. Love when I get an Apple or a TJ on the Thornton's Refreshing Awards app. It's like, you've got a fuel discount. Go ahead and punch that bad boy in. And I also love, too, that I'm sandwiched. I have two Thornton's by my house. 
Uh, one is the the busy Third Street one, but there's also one on Taylor Boulevard that sneakily has the cheapest gas in town. It was a quarter cheaper um, from one gas station to the other the other day. So I had to just like, oh, well, I'm going to take a right instead of a left, go to this Thornton's because, you know, you never know what kind of deals you're going to get. It's a great hookup. I do need to try the deal with the brisket, though. That's that's their their latest bit. I need to give it a try. You should, too. Stop by Thornton's today. Get fueled up for a big hump day. Uh, we've got much more coming up on Kentucky Roll Call. A lot of Kentucky football news, some surprising portal news. Uh, should be should be a good show right here on the Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. No, everybody's out to get me. I'm Trevor. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday, an important Wednesday for UK basketball. It's not even June yet, but you feel like what comes from today is going to dictate what potentially happens next March, next February, and the entire basketball season. It's a big day. There's no other way around it. And we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That rejoin always a classic trevor's really been on his his stuff lately folks just more and more delusions coming from one of our favorite producers in the city we love the guy but he is just completely delusional uh, he thought that there was only maybe like a handful of 10 year old basketball players in the world that could beat him in like a game of one-on-one Right. When in reality, I think that like 70% of 10-year-olds that play some form of basketball would beat him. Um, he's totally off base with that. He detailed that he's never been on a boat before besides the Bell of Louisville. Like he's never been on any sort of boat besides Ooh. that, which is just hard to believe. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been on multiple different kinds of boats from – Enormous ones like a cruise ship to a canoe or a kayak. So, yeah, that's that's pretty remarkable. That, that's how it started. He was like, I've never been on a kayak, which may be a little surprising. I'm, that'd, be, that'd be a good trivia Thursday question. Percentage of Americans that have said they've been in a kayak before. Well, particularly because like, that wasn't really a thing when we were kids. I remember kayaks becoming a thing. If well, we'll, we'll throw canoes in there. Just any form of, like, individual or dual boating. Because at least, like, you know, the old school thing, it was a you know, two-person canoe at summer camp or something. That's at least how I learned. Kayaks became uh, much more uh, maneuverable, kind of. Solo dolo, mm-hmm. even though you can have two in a kayak, you can have two person kayaks, but they're a little bit more uh, swift in the water than your classic uh, canoe or rowboat situation. But that is a that is a good point. I'm sure it's not for everybody, um, which, by the way, when we went to Floyd's Fork recently, saw people just on paddle boards going down it, which, man, that seems 
seemed uncomfortable. One person was standing up doing it. The other one was on their knees. And I was just like, gosh, that looks painful. Very painful. I couldn't be able you'll to get you'll long. get people on the Ohio River that are paddle boarding, which I just think is like the craziest thing in the world. And I've been out there on the canoe before where it's kind of been somewhat choppy. And you've seen paddle boarders. And I don't think you, you'll see a more miserable person on a body of water than those people when the Ohio River is a little choppy and they're on their paddle boards. Um, I wouldn't recommend paddle boarding the Ohio River unless you're going out when the, the water is glass and the, the early morning hours. But, yeah, we need to get Trevor on a paddle board. No shot. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that would work. Um, hey, let's get to some football news, TJ. I don't think you've got any of our messages. Check your mic. Your mic sounds different today. I'm using so last night. I'm I'm on the computer and I'm doing some work stuff, and it's time to plug in my computer because the uh, the battery's dying on it. And I go and plug it in, and I'm glad it wasn't on tape because I jumped as if I was like a five year old child. But like it, something happened with the plug. It made like a big like like the plug blew out, oh. and. Um, then like my charger started to like smoke a little bit and I was like, Oh, oh well, this, 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 this isn't good. Although if you, if you'd seen this charger, I mean, I, I bought this computer probably back in 14 or 15. I remember the day that I, I bought it because I was heading to do the sports talker with me, TJ Walker. And I was running late. This is when the show was like three to four or four to five. This was before you Roush. And I'm running to like my car and I'm going down my deck and I hadn't secured my laptop bag. So my computer just like with my flow of running, like bounced out of my bag and fell. And I was just, you know, people have had that feeling when you've been in a car, you're at the gas station you get out of your car and you realize your phone was on your lap and then it falls. That sense of panic of like, ooh, I hope when I open this up, nothing's different. And when I opened up my laptop that day, just total black, like messed up, busted screen. And I was like, oh crap, I need to go get a new computer. So I've had this other computer for a long time and it works fine. I don't have any issues with it, but the charger just looked like it had been through the ringer. And I don't know if there's some like exposed wires that were touching one another. So when I plugged it in, it just like, (laughs) or whatever happened with it. So I'm having to use the backup laptop and I've just got the normal, I've got my normal setup like I have it on the other computer, but let me try one thing, okay? Just turn okay, the sound yeah, down, like five settings. I don't I don't know if he can or not. Um, that would do it. Do what with the settings? Is this any better? Yes. A little bit. It's yeah, like, it was like yeah. you were screaming at us. And we're, we're I mean, it's Wednesday. You're, there's no need to scream. Ah! <laughs> All the more reason to scream. <laughs> do you know what's at stake with UK basketball today, Scooch, I mean, she's Willish. If I can't scream today, when can I? That's true. Good point. Would All right, well, if this is better or worse, if this ends up getting worse, let me know, and I could I could switch some things around again. It's a little better. Not not much, but it's a little better. But that's not, that's not, out. That's not, that's not what we're looking for. The issue is we don't have our commercial breaks anymore because it's just the national commercial, so it's not like something that we can kind of tinker with during the commercials. That being said... Scoots has some good news for us from yesterday, if he's to be believed, of course. Ooh, I do? Yeah. Scoots, you've got some good news for us, if you're to be believed, of course. I don't, I don't remember what the news was supposed to be. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. i got a Benny burnout over here. Um, <laughs> the microphone at the studio's working. Oh, that yeah. update. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
It is. Yeah, we, we've done numerous tests the last week or so, and I, I feel confident in saying that we are good to go with two studio mics. So. Yeah. The only concern about, and this is big, this is good news, how much longer we're going to be at the studio, probably six more years with the way it's been going so far. <laughs> but this is, this is good news, but the one part that's concerning is nobody did anything to fix it. It just started working again. Correct. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that is confirmed. So it's willing to go out at any point. The good news is Spears is having one of his little buddies come in and do the show with him today. So they can be the guinea pigs. If they can make it through an hour, then I say we hit the studio tomorrow. We get back in business. And uh, and the good news is if we can't or we've got some other issues, I'm going to go get a new charger for my computer this morning. But I just it happened at 10 o'clock last night. So I was kind of in no man's land in that regard. But uh, it won't if I don't sound great today, it won't last long, whether we're back in the studio or I get the computer working. I- I'm confused. How'd you know Spears was having one of his buddies in today? Because you all talked about it for about 10 minutes in the show yesterday. Oh, he did bring it up. I didn't think he brought it up. Oh my! Where were were you in outer space yesterday? Uh, half the day. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was like, I think so and so's coming in. I, okay. If the microphone works, well, we're gonna give it a test after the show today, That's John. Right. Yeah, okay. we, we gotta give it a test. Yeah, I remember that. Bringing any any scooty bells? I, I got it now. Yep. For sure. Hey, and by the way, Trevor and Rutherford, they were in here on Friday, as was P. Diddy from the city. P. Diddy from the city was on a mic as well, so it had to be that other mic that is now working. So I feel confident saying we're good to go. Yeah, but he sounded really bad, but I don't. you never know if that's just him or the mic, though. Trevor rubbing off on him. Just kidding, P. Diddy. You're the man. You sound great all the time. You're right, though. So hopefully it's turned a corner just magically. Because that's how things usually work at this big exports radio studio. Roush, you were going to bring up football before we got sidetracked. Oh, one more sidetrack. Trevor really wants to parasail, which I do think is actually hilarious. And I bet that's actually something he probably could do. Yes. Although I don't think he'd like it as much as he thinks he'd like it. I think he's scared of heights. Yeah, I heard them talking about that yesterday. And he was like, do you think a boat could even pull me up? Absolutely, Trevor could parasail. No question about it. There's a lot of (laughs) things that he couldn't do, but he could definitely parasail. You get him parasailing off the back of the Bell Louisville. He's just going through downtown Louisville, waving at everybody. That's how they start Thunder in 2024. It's the drones pulling Trevor. He's just like princess waving to the city. He's like, I've always wanted to. Does this count as riding a boat or not? America. <laughs> yeah, they put, they put the American flag on the back of him. Or he's just wearing an American flag shirt and they've got the spotlights on him. <laughs> if you haven't been to Thunder Over Louisville, you probably don't know what we're talking about. But if you have, you were laughing. You were just laughing. You were having a good time. Okay, Roush, football, sorry. Um. So, Jordan Anthony, uh, really fast guy. He's uh, getting out of town. Getting out of town. Announced yesterday that he's entering the transfer portal, and it's it's complicated because Jordan Anthony. He, I kind of feel for him, but at the same time, when you double dip, you have to kind of be all in, and you have to really. Okay, it's a, it's a it's a juggling act to try to do both to try to please both coaches to do everything at the same time. Um, you know, it's it's hard to want playing time and want a role when you just 
you're running track all spring. And, like, they aren't holding it against you, but, like, they also have to see you play to see how you can play. So, like, it was a very difficult situation for him. Um, and he decided, you know what, I'm just going to try doing this elsewhere. Sets a, he did kick ass at track and field, though. Um, was uh, Set some UK records in the 60 meter. But he's entering the transfer portal after the portal window closes. And he was on a football scholarship, but he's probably, like, I, th- I think he's in the portal. Like, I think he can only enter the portal as a track and field athlete. So, like, how that works out, I don't know. Uh, but either way, like, he, it's well past the deadline to be able to play football next fall for another SEC team. So, if he wants to go the SEC route, that's that certainly feels like it's off the table, but even going elsewhere is going to be complicated. But uh, I know it's it, it does feel like a shame because even though Kentucky's part of the reason why he's going elsewhere is because there's not this clear and obvious role for him. Um, there's plenty of guys there, but you also just wanted to see what Liam Cohen could do, right, with, with this guy who's ma- super-duper fast, amazingly quick, um, but they never really got to see. They got to see him a little bit on scout team, but um, it's it's just kind of a shame we never got to see this kind of uh, play out because if you felt like there was any kid that could do it, uh, that could double dip, it was a guy who was just blazing fast in the shortest event in track and field and could maybe show up to a couple of practices here and there during the spring to kind of keep himself in the rotation ahead of uh, fall camp. Do you think another SC, let's just say he could be eligible anywhere without any trouble or headaches. Do you think another, he, he would be SEC caliber or another team would really want him? I know that speed you can't teach and any coach would just want, you know, they get wide eyed when they see those numbers. But I always got the idea that like he is an average wide receiver with unbelievable speed. So you mix those together and it's a piece worth having around. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, apparently, A and M actually already reached out and kicked the tires. Um, Billy Lucci, who runs TexAgs dot uh, said that A and M did reach out and extend an offer quickly. So, you know, um, I was always doubtful that he could do both, and kind of just hoped that he would stick around at UK and run track. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Texas Tech also offered so did Memphis, Houston, uh and Mississippi State. So yeah, uh, probably a bigger loss for UK's track and field program, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, really it, disappointing, but um you know, that's that's kind of the the era that we are in. I I will say though um well, that was happening, it was a bit of a surprise. I was also pleasantly surprised when, it, like I said last week, how we're doing guests on our show. That's basically any sort of college football podcast right now. They're doing guests. So Kublik talked to Pate. Pate talked to Kublik, and they had a big-time love fest uh, for the Cats. Kublik said that Kentucky's a sleeper. They both agreed that uh, – People aren't giving Devin Leary enough credit. They're sleeping on Devin Leary. And the big thing that I think really popped out to a lot of folks was uh, Kublik said that this is the best group of Kentucky wide receivers ever, which, fair, up for debate. They're in contention for it. Um, I, it 
I I knew that I, I got like I kind of got a heads up like all right this will be enough for a post. Did not think it would be that over emphatic uh, in their praise for the Wildcats this offseason. It's quite a bit, quite a bit. So are we getting the South Carolina treatment this year? Well, but that's the thing though is it's. It is, but it isn't because they're doing the thing like not enough people are talking about Kentucky. We're the smart people telling you to talk more about Kentucky, which I think is a better place than where they were last year when they got picked to be second in the East and Will Levis was, you know, one of the more talked about players throughout the offseason. Yeah, and also maybe more warranted than most South Carolina years um, where they're not good and people think they are, but this year UK will continue to be good and actually will be so not totally relatable to a South Carolina situation but I love I love people recognizing UK um, I think UK football fans are excited about this upcoming season uh, Devin Leary gonna be throwing out the first pitch for a Reds game soon yeah on uh, Saturday which they um they, it's kind of if you if you're doing the 15 club nil thing they're uh, offering discounted tickets for it and don't look now. Reds are only three games back in the NL Central. Ooh, watch out for the Reds. I was really hoping they were going to blow it against the Red Sox last night. Really, really was hoping. They were up 8 nothing. I think they won 9-8. to eight. Some drama there in the bottom of the ninth. But they held on, so congrats to the Reds. And <clears throat> I've said this before, but Reds fans are so generally hot or cold when the Reds are rarely good. I feel like, and I, you follow it, like on social media, you're going to see a ton of Reds fans because you live in Kentucky, presumably, if you're listening to this radio show. If you don't, um, maybe you know people from Kentucky. Anyway, it's just you, you intermingle with a ton of Reds fans. That's not breaking news. But when they're good, the rare times that they're good, they some of their fans act like that they're God's gift to baseball. And I get it. Like, you're not good all that often, so you have to have fun with it when you are. It does make sense to me. When they're bad... It's like, fire everybody, I, we don't deserve to have a franchise, our ownership is a total joke, all of which things could potentially also be true. But I'll say this about Red social media following this year. You all have not, you all have been fun. It seems like everybody knows this Reds team isn't great, but like Reds fans are kind of excited about the future. And I don't know if I can ever remember collectively more Reds fans just following along in the season in May and as the calendar turns to June, I think part of it is just like they're somewhat overachieving at this juncture. You're right, Roush. They are weirdly in the hunt in their division. They did just win at Fenway and they've got a lot of young pieces and farm organizations that are going to be reds at some point in time, including scoots, a walk-off home run last night for the Louisville bats. Can you guess yeah. who hit it? Ellie De La Cruz again. Oh yeah. yeah, my yeah. God! He, he he hit it over the like a get bounce. <laughs> you know where that like the party area is in right field. Yeah, he hit it over that. My gosh! Yeah, he is a freak. He is He's a freak. So congrats to the Reds. It uh, it's been it's been weirdly to say this. It's been kind of fun following along through you all. 
because you all seem to really, really be enjoying this team. Uh, not that they don't have bad losses and don't collapse like most Reds teams do on any given year, but you all just seem to be more tolerable this season and enjoying the run instead of worrying so much about the wins and losses. That's been fun to see. I, I do think, TJ, you're on to something when it comes to the talent in the farm system. Maybe, maybe not for every Reds fan, but I keep up with the bats a little bit, and I, I know that the bats are loaded. They have so many guys that will be up to the Reds and, and playing for that organization. So I do think that has something to do with it. Ellie De La Cruz, when he gets brought up, is going to get all the hype. And there's a number of other guys that will as well. So, yeah, really excited uh, for the future. I'm glad this is not the year I hopped off the Reds bandwagon like I wanted. I thought you did firmly hop off. You said, I'm hopping yeah. off, I'm I, never coming back. Nope, I did not hop off. I said I debated going to the Braves, but I did not make that choice ultimately. We're going to hold on another year, see what happens. Mm, we may have to go back and check the tape. But no, I'm, I'm <laughs> cool with that. Good for you, Scoops. Let's end our one here. Got a fun second hour. Text on the Thornton's text line. A lot to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call. It's decision day for UK basketball. Hour number two coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. TJ Walker out dealing with the little family emergency, which is very relatable. Because, <laughs> I mean, we, we. Oh yeah, like this morning we had we had kind of a similar poop show at the Roush house this morning. It didn't involve getting locked out of our own car, but um, you know, still. Uh, Oh man, that's hilarious! <laughs> I'm sorry, TJ. I'm like, that is, yeah. Uh, his, his wife locked herself out of the car, but you know that happens. That happens. At least it's uh, not cold. Yeah, yeah. It's pleasant outside. It is. It is no, it is very pleasant outside. Uh, although yesterday, Justin, you didn't tell me meteorologist Scooter Dingus that yesterday was. Like, I, I don't even mind the heat as much, but we had our first kind of muggy, ugly, ugliness of summer. Oh, kind I thought mu- just, I just, thought you were going to give me crap about the rain. Did it rain at your house? Yeah, rain last night. I don't mind rain. It's just the kind of like the mugginess before and potentially after that that bugs me. And it was more so yesterday afternoon. Like it just it it had a very summertime feel where there's no. No good reason to be outside except for to like be in a pool or something. Well, I will uh, forewarn you then. The rest of this week is going to be really hot, so get ready. As much as I like to complain about the heat, though, there are times when I'm just like, you know, 
could be worse. Like I live in a house that was built pre air conditioning. So to imagine how, like, like when you read, I'm, I'm sure you read to kill a mockingbird scoots, right? Like you're a very well learned individual. Yeah. We have the classics. We have a drop about that. Yeah. Like, Imagining how hot it would be to live in Alabama, you know, a hundred years ago. And it's just, they're wearing like cotton shirts and like long sleeve slacks and all that. They're just spending all their whole day sweating. So if I'm sweating a little bit, I can't, I'm not going to be too mad about it. I can get over it. We'll be fine. I love sweating because if you're sweating, you're losing weight. That's the way I see it. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) Well, especially for me, because I don't drink any water. Are you still doing the whole big red thing in the morning? Uh, no, I've got a water bottle beside me actually today, but I've only taken one sip out of it. I mean, it looks like it's the lid's still closed. I've drank so little. Oh, I just don't. I don't like it. I don't know. One of these days, maybe I'll like it. I just I don't like it. Maybe you should just be in the business of doing a little bit of chugging. Well, then my tummy gets hurt. Then I have a case of the rum tums. Yeah, but then it also fills you up. So, boom. There you go. Ipso facto. You're good to go. Chug. Got it. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to the Thornton's text on uh, in a moment. Um, but first, let me tell you a little bit about our good pals at Shady Rays. Where If you're out in the sun today, maybe you're doing a little work out in the yard, or maybe you're hard at working, or just enjoying a little bit of summer vacation, Shady Rays has you covered for whatever it may be. They make great, high-quality polarized sunglasses at a great price, too. Especially if you use the promo code BIGX at checkout, you'll get an additional 25% off. And they are best known for their broken replacement pair. Promise whether you break them while you're working hard outside or you lose them when they fall into the lake, all you got to do is pay a small processing fee. They'll take care of you and get those get you a new pair of sunglasses in no time. It's Shady Rays, promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. Uh, there was also one more thing I wanted to get to uh, before we got to the Thorns text line, and that was the latest from the SEC spring meetings, which I was, I was talking privately with uh, our pal Adam Luckett and just really happy that we're not dealing with this scheduling stuff at SEC media days because it would have hijacked the whole entire event. You wouldn't be able to do any of the fun stuff and get kind of into the nitty-gritty of it all because that's all anyone wants to talk about except the coaches. The coaches don't want to talk about it. <laughs> They're given non-answers. They're non-committal and wanting to go eight or nine games. And uh, Lane Kiffin, he said, you know, it's, uh, it's not even – a conversation that we're really t- discussing that much. We're talking about nil and the calendar and all sorts of other things. Uh, Kirby Smart said it's the most overrated conversation ever had, which <laughs> is easy to say when you're as good as Georgia, but also said we're playing playing everybody in four years, so what does it really matter? And he's not totally, totally wrong there. Uh, my favorite part of it, though, was Eli Drinkwitz just sounding like a big dum-dum. Oh, what did he say? Hang on. He said something so stupid. What was it? Oh, multiple things. Um, The the first part, he is the only coach that was like, I'm going to, I'm going to put my name on the record. Do I want eight or nine? Let's do it. He's, he's ready to go nine. 
And then he 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 planned this quote. Every time he gives a quote to Scoots, it sounds like it's prepared. He said, I'm a history teacher by trade, and every time I come to these meetings, I'm blown away that the 13 colonies actually formed a union. We can't agree or eight or nine game schedule. How did we come together to defeat the British? <laughs> so cute, Eli. Oh, so I remember cute. I remember what it was he said. He was complaining about his brother or brother in law who's a pediatrician but all these players are making more than his brother pediatrician meanwhile drinkowitz yeah. is making six million dollars a year come on exactly man. come exactly. on he said we're giving guys 20 year olds life-changing money people are making more money in nil than my brother-in-law who's a pediatrician and saves lives and we do it kind of cavalier we think that there's not going to be any side effects there's going to be any issues there's information out there there's bad actors always trying to make a dollar they're involved in running around campuses trying to gather information and it's just so funny. It's like this guy is trying to be the moral compass to judge others for the value we place on college football. Dude signed a six million dollar contract extension last fall. Well, and if you're that if you're that concerned with your brother in law who's saving lives, take a piece of your six million, give it to him as a little extra salary a year. How about that, Eli? The thing is, too, is. So, Eli, I don't know if you remember his viral clip that went around last year when talking about the transfer portal, uh, where he said something along the lines of, you know, we've got to learn how to deal with adversity. Adversity's coming one way or not. you got to learn to grow through, grow with it and not uh, just kind of move on to the next stop. And he's like, it's this instant gratification society we live in now. And, you know, I'm a victim of it too. And people loved it because there was this sort of, what's wrong with kids these days type rant. And the thing is, he's not really wrong with the nil thing, but the, the you can't go and drag in. Like you, you can't just go talking out of two sides of your mouth when it comes to nil money. Cause here's the thing. People are just going to use this against you. Eli. So I love when he steps in it. Um, folks are well aware of my thoughts and feelings on Eli Drinkwitz. Just not a big fan. Not a big fan, and um, I love that in his – that's why Mark Stoops, like when he pushes back on nil, he's very careful about saying too much because it can come around and smack you on the face very quickly. And right now, he's not in friendly confines. He's not around a bunch of local media that's, you know, not going to hold his necessarily hold his feet to the fire. These are all the biggest Jays in the SEC who – are trying to dig in on stories. They're not getting much, so they're just running with whatever they got. And this is this is what he gave them, and um, it's going to bite them in the butt. So I love it. Suck it, Eli. Take it out your suck it, and you suck it. Is Adam down there? No, no. Mm. We send, like, uh, one SEC guy. It's like your Dennis Dodds are reporting down there. I saw David Ubin from The Athletic. It's It's more select. This year, it's a little bit bigger crowd than normal just because of the, the scheduling talk. Um, but as we joked, Daryl Bird, he always takes his vacation down there to Destin and then spends a day hanging out with Mitch Barnhart and gets a story out of it. So I wouldn't mind going to Destin right now. No kidding. No, that sounds no that sounds kidding. Nice. You, you, you're a big Destin guy? Uh, I don't know that I've ever been to Destin, but I just need a beach in my life. So. I don't really care where it is at this point. It could it could even be the beaches in northern Indiana for all I care. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> real nice, Clark. 
Real nice car. You know what else is nice too, Mr. Scooter Dingus? Uh, the text line? Yeah, our friends on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's the number you text in. We read it on air. And I believe this is the where we left off yesterday. John does the YouTube videos. Brad from Bellbrook is our marketing witty title maker. Alan is the on-air talent. Here's the twist. If you get it wrong, either A, have to give Scoots a splatty, or B, Trevor gets to take something from you. That's this mook on our uh, who done it ideas. I don't. Oh, okay. I, I, I was like con- competition. Yeah, I was confused on the part about if you get it wrong. That part didn't make sense for me. But like, yeah, it's I was like punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Great idea. I, li- yeah. I like. Uh, I hope everybody just gives Scoots a platy. Don't let Trevor take anything from you. Give Scoots a splatty. On uh, last weekend before the holiday weekend, I. Uh, Went up to the, the the local liquor store where they'll have um, they've got one of the coolers that is a pick your own six pack type deal and that's just fun to kind of get a couple different beers yeah. try them out. Um, there was one beer that I had a cool label been eyeing for a while. It's like oh they got it let me give it a try. Um, but <laughs> normally those are your local sort of craft beers type deal like monic or you know country boy wessex you, you you sort of name it it's usually kind of something something made locally uh they also had bud light platinums in the in the choose your own six pack and i was like should i do it oh you should put I one it? in you put one in i, I did not dang I did it not. I, I i know what the splatties taste like i'm good, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> missing out pal I am missing out. I am also starting to add exercise into my diet routine. Um, and I think that's a good idea, but, um, I'm feeling it this morning from a, like I, I just, I, I just got a little lightheaded there for a second. Need to drink more water. So scoots, why don't you, why don't you take the, the next text? I got why it. You? Yeah. Next text. Next texter, this is what we were talking about yesterday, says that I agree that schools should teach more life skills, but fellas, YouTube was made to teach us these things now, which is also so true. How many times do you find yourself going to YouTube to figure something out? Ever? My, so here, here's the thing. That's true, and it does come in handy. I would, I, I think the point of having it in schools, though, is you have a better conceptual knowledge going into it. So like, that way you've got a good idea. And then if you run into a problem with whatever you're fixing, then you can double check on YouTube. But here's the other thing too. What if you just learn in school and then you use those skills to become a YouTube star, make a career out of it, huh? That's also true. Here's the one thing with school though, that I think is, is pretty overrated. How much from school, high school specifically, do you actually remember? Yeah, I mean, you don't have a concept of what's going to be important for you later on down the road. So even if you were to take these classes, help you change a tire, change your oil, all that type of jazz, build up fort, whatever you want to do, are you going to actually retain that? Because you don't really have a concept of, hey, I might be able to use this later in my life. I should probably pay attention now. I mean, for me, it's if you're in high school, it's kind of in one ear, out the other for all subjects. And I think that would be the same for first shop class or whatever eh, i think it'd be fun enough you'd have, you'd have some stuff at stick and it's funny you mentioned like what do you remember and uh uh what 
a couple of uh, teachers from the sales that were, you know, have been around throughout my days. Uh, they they retired. So it's last night had a big retirement party for them uh, down the street at Colonial Gardens. Had to go and send off Miss Trigg and Miss Pullman. Uh, give them a hug, congratulate them. And it was fun just because you, you go to one of those things and it's, uh, you know, I saw a half dozen, if not more, of my old teachers and uh, ran into one of them and had to, you know, we're chatting enough. And I was like, it's funny because, uh, you know, brought up the radio conversation. I was like, there's one lesson that definitely stuck with me. And that's uh, a line I like to share. Uh, there's three acquired tastes in life, cigarettes, coffee, and beer. No, no, nobody steals that first beer from their dad and is like, oh man, this is great. Can't wait to pound some more. Nobody, nobody takes that drag of a cigarette and goes, ooh, smooth. Like, you know, you're coughing and hacking. It's disgusting. Like, it's the worst. Um, so, uh, you know, this one is timely. Shout out to all the teachers, not just uh, uh, mild ones that are hanging it up, but I'm sure there's plenty out there that are celebrating their last school year. I'm sure there's plenty this week that are celebrating the end of school days. JCPS, they have their, their final day with kids in, in class tomorrow. So, uh uh, I know. I know. My wife is certainly excited to to enjoy some much needed summer break. Man, you're a suck up. <laughs> Teachers earn it, man. They do. Yeah, their jobs they stink. But yeah. Oh, am I a suck up because I'm friendly with my old teachers? Yeah. If I if I saw any of my old, there is one teacher that I had in high school that if I saw him today, I would go up to him. the The rest of them, no, I'm good. It's the, same, I, it's the same I'm thing straight. with my classmates, too, though. If I go to, like, one of my nephew's games and I see four, five, six people I graduated high school with, I will do everything in my power to avoid them. But how, how many people did you graduate with, Scoots? Uh, 110. Okay, so that's at least a, a little on the smaller side. Um, I mean, we had 66. But, like, my classes, like, it would start, we, it was an hour and 20-minute class, and, like, our first 20 minutes... Uh, the one teacher would just stand on the stool or sit on the stool and be like, so guys, how was your weekend? And like, we would just like hang out and talk. And if we didn't want to hang out and talk, then and like just kind of BS, then we would get right to the school. So we would naturally just BS as long as we could to put <laughs> off the inevitable, um, you know, assignment for the day, like learning about the, the urinary system or whatever the hell it was in, in anatomy and physiology. So, yeah, we became friendlier with one another because we just kind of hung out. We had I, Mario Kart tournaments. I, I guess I would have, like, three teachers maybe that I would talk to. And I only I only bump it up to three because I've seen two of them since I've graduated. And I, I talk to them. So, make it three. Was it because you were the rabble rouser so the teachers didn't like you? They knew that you were trying to sneak out and cut track practice uh no that was actually not me i was i was a good kid i did have my two best friends though they got one of the three teachers that i'm talking about she gave them a hall pass both of my buddies she gave them a hall pass intentionally did not write an expiration date on it so these guys our whole senior year of high school just had a hall pass written by from this teacher that they could just use anytime they wanted so they were the ones skipping class not me uh um appreciated that we had hall passes for a while and those they just did away with them because um we we vandalized we vandalized them all by ourselves um if that if that makes sense 
we, we'd steal the notebooks and then just draw inappropriate things all over them. So, uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Didn't know where that was going. Classic, classic shenanigans. Ah, uh, high school. The, the life of the high school. The good now old kids days. are out of school. They're enjoying summer. They're probably jumping in some swimming pools today. Maybe a summer job. Did you ever have a summer job? Did you just work for your dad during the summer? Uh, I had all kinds of summer jobs, Roush. I uh, worked for a heating and air company one summer. Oh. My my first official job was I was a delivery driver for a pharmacy. Still to this day, probably my favorite job I've had it was a company <laughs> car. Deliver drugs camp, to people. Company like car. People. Yeah, you just blasted the AC and the radio as loud as you could. And eventually you figured out. All right, this lady's going to tip me. This lady's going to tip me. This dude will tip me. So you would just go back to the pharmacy. You would look for all those people. Okay, they're going to tip. Grab theirs. Take them to them. Come back. Do it all again. It was it was a blast. But yeah, I did that, I did the work for my dad thing a couple summers as well. So that job sounds like it rules. Oh, it was awesome. It was. Yeah. How how you? I don't know how. Still to this day, that they trusted a sixteen year old to deliver pharmacy drugs. But I'm really glad they did. The most fun I had doing a summer job, it was, um, I, I worked at this law office downtown and I was just going, like I was in their basement, their dreary basement, at least one summer. I was just spending all my time in the basement, going through these old clothes files that were 17, 20 years old, putting them in the shredder box and then like saving supplies, saving, you know, I, I had to pick out some stuff to save, but got rid of most of it. And that was when streaming was new and Hulu was brand new and it was free at the time. Like you just had to watch ah. ads. And so I had just like the office was probably four seasons in maybe only three or four. And so I watched all of the, like I just binged the office that summer and it, it freaking ruled. I, I burned through it in a couple of weeks while working. That was when I also learned about like podcasts and listen to K. I basically just had like the whole, basement to myself and i'd work you know 10 to f three or something and then go like hang out at the pool great great summer job great man summer I'm, job. I'm glad you brought up the hulu stuff because that was i was gonna tell you that sounds like an awful job yeah but like i had like i had all the, i just got to do whatever i want while i did yeah. mindless busy work pretty sweet so, a, lot, a lot of fun i didn't have to be out in the heat except cutting grass a few days a week um which by the way how much do you think a like I'm wondering what the going right. TJ, I think, paid way too much to have his grass cut. Like, I wonder. I was a. Uh, I think it was fifteen dollars, but it was twenty if I weed eat it, or maybe it was twenty and twenty five if I weed eat it as well. Hmm. So I, I wonder what the going rate is now. Inflation. We up to like thirty five a yard a lawn. I'm just gonna keep doing it myself because it's enjoyable. I know. I actually like. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be mad the day that I'm the Duke's gonna start doing it. <laughs> It's going to be a tough day at the Roush House. Let's get to our final break. TJ Walker will be back when we return, and we'll have more of your texts on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. 
Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Treat me right. All right, I'm back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Did you all mention why I was gone? I listened while I was gone, but did you all mention why? Uh, said you had to help the wife and the wife and daughter, but did not explicitly state what happened. So please enlighten <coughs> our listeners. She had locked her. They were at the doctor's office, and she had locked her key in the car. So just her and the baby were unable to get. And thank goodness the baby wasn't in the car. That would have been uh, a total disaster. But I was just like, it was the worst. I was getting the computer ready trying to add this other microphone which i didn't get to test out so we'll just we'll, we'll go with how it sounds right now for the last 20 minutes but um just getting ready to do the hour number two and she calls and she's like i don't know what else to do keys locked in the car and i'm like my, i'm like can i can i see if a neighbor can just go run it like you know drive it to her and we'll pay the neighbor i was like would it be quicker if we got an uber just trying to figure out a way where i wouldn't have to do it and miss the radio show but it's just easier. Yeah. They, yeah, they've got places they need to go to, and um, everything was just going to take more time instead of me just doing that. And luckily, it was only like 10 minutes away, or maybe 12 minutes, but 12 minutes there, 12 minutes back during a two-hour radio show. Not ideal. So I do apologize, but needed to make sure that they could get inside their vehicle and get their diaper bags and all that good stuff. So taking care of, everything's good, everything's good to roll. Uh, it sounds like I missed lawn mowing and high school glory day conversation. That's pretty Question. much it. Is, yeah. uh, no, we got we did an SEC spring meeting. So That's true. A couple texts. Uh, my question though, I thought you couldn't like walk yourself in car out of cars anymore. Whoa, not all of us are privileged to have newer fancy cars, pal. So why don't you check your privilege once we get on the air? Seriously, how old is your wife's car? I thought. I mean, so it's like a twenty fourteen. And say my, I think my wife's is fourteen, and that would either way. I, I still would have thought by then that that Fobs would have done the thing where they just like because I've I've definitely done that before, and like it'll automatic like the locks will just like unlock. Uh, you know that that sounded really is a horrible explanation, but I'll leave the keys behind, try to lock the door, and then they'll switch back off. They're like, no, 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 your keys are in here, buddy. You can't can't be doing that. Yeah, I do that as well. Very thankful to have my little fob, as the kids call it. Uh, she's got the she's got the hard key though. She's got the good old fashioned hard one, and didn't have a didn't have a spare up until like three weeks ago, where I was just like I was I was like it is ridiculous you don't have a spare key for your car. I was like it is wild you don't have one. You need to get one. And then I think she ended up just going to like a Kroger or something like that. And they 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 can make they can do the car keys up there. I think they like pride themselves on being able to. They have a machine that can like do any car key supposedly at Kroger. And she's like, "What's that at Kroger?" Yes, really? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I, 
it always like seemed kind of sketchy for that exact reason scooch like what a, a machine a kroger no way but she tried it and she doesn't have like an overly complicated key i remember some of the old audi keys were like flip keys and had really weird grooves on it but the, supposedly they can do those too they can do any key they say and she tried it and you don't leave with a key that like day they send it they send it to you like a day or two later and sure enough she got like a little thing in the mail and it was her key so thank goodness she did that but had to go run get her the key and um not everybody has the fobs roush the fabio basilias who i think is going to utsa maybe how about ls the level that was the that was the level of player that UVL was rolling with last year. L. Ellis not uh, not going to the draft and also not leaving Arkansas. He's going to be a Razorback. UK fans will get to see him again next season. There were some rumors that a some Arkansas players may be leaving, and I think there may still be. Although it's not going to be L. Ellis, and it seems like. Arkansas is going to get Ron Holland, which is not good news for Kentucky or anybody in the SEC or anybody in college basketball. That dude's awesome. They were supposedly runner-up to Texas the first go-around. Texas fires Chris Beard, obviously, and he doesn't want to play with the interim coach that was promoted to head coach, Rodney Terry, I believe. So it looked like the G League had a good shot to get Holland, but the latest scuttlebutts, he's going to go to Arkansas, which – He's awesome, folks. He's a really, really good player. I wish he was a Kentucky Wildcat. Did we lose Roush? No, I just uh, didn't hit the unmute thing, but um, it would be pretty cool. I would, I would enjoy that. I would appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, like you said, I, so there, there's just a lot of weird smoke around Arkansas this offseason. I don't know what the hell it is, but like the people who tweet mysteriously and cryptically out there like your Slaters and your Truly Donovans. It's a lot of Arkansas cryptic tweets and I don't—I just don't know what it means for Muscleman and, and what he's doing on there but apparently I mean they have seemingly just been like we'll take all the transfers all the time so it's um, yeah I'm, I'm confused by it all. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a strategy to put together a college basketball team. i if Cal is still around in a year, that's the strategy he's probably going to have to take next year because, holy smokes, it, it will most likely be a mass exodus. Will today be a mass exodus or a tri-exodus? Or will Kentucky get some good news? It is a ginormous day for UK basketball, and we want to hear what you have to say on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Also, Roush, I pay $30 to have my lawn cut. It is an incredible price for the size yeah, and complexity of my lawn. That's a good um, it is. I'm very, we're lucky. I don't, I, like, I've, I've asked myself how high I would go for the, my lawn. I don't think I'd go above 50, but I do think I would consider 50 if they did a good job. Um, all right, where did where what what's the next text up? Uh, how about them Reds, TJ? Suck it! Suck it in. Never good to lose to the Reds at home, but uh, congrats! Reds jumped all over the Red Sox. Red Sox stormed back for an exciting game, but the Reds held on for once in the ninth inning. So, congrats to, to Cincy. Red Sox will get you today. We'll get you. Fellers, after this year's KRC Golf Scramble, I'll be holding a Dad Teaches Seminar after in the parking lot. 
experiences will include changing your brakes, oil changes, and yelling at you for not holding the fa- the flashlight correctly and name calling. It'll be a full experience. Well, uh, that the, nice. You can't do the former without the latter, you know. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Well, that'll that'll be fun. And then uh, I, I don't think we're we're looking maybe the week after Father's Day for doing Park Mammoth. We're trying to finalize that so people in that part of the state can hopefully come out, maybe watch the show live, play some golf with us afterwards, potentially. Uh, but looking at the week after Father's Day. So if you've been looking to go to Park Mammoth or m- maybe use your big exports radio golf card, that's uh, look at look at that look at that week, uh, maybe middle of the week. But again, nothing finalized there. We're still hoping to do the big exports radio golf scramble um, Labor Day weekend, but we haven't finalized that yet. We will be sure to announce it when we do. But shout out to Matthew Bet Bradford. Listener of KRC, Bionic Matt Five on Twitter, he tagged us in a tweet of him just smoking drives down the the. I guess the driving range is. I was going to say fairway, but it looks like a driving range. Um, just absolutely smoking it. He is a veteran. He's a blind double amputee, and he still hits the ball ball further than Scooter Dingus. No, it's impressive. Um, not hard to do is it that hard to outdrive scooter dingus i don't know true no legs no vision no problem matthew brafford says and scoots gets a mosquito bite and he can't call for two weeks oh my wrist i don't don't mind mosquito bites come on let's let's not exaggerate that much that time that he talked about how sore he was after golfing oh you're like walk up a hill did you walk and he was like well i had to walk up a hill but no i had a cart Scoots, you're the best, buddy. And we learned yesterday he could be a Broadway superstar if he wanted to. Good. I could. <laughs> also, you know what else I found out this weekend? So they were I was watching the start of the NASCAR race and they were doing the national anthem and it was like very opera y voice. So I tried to do it. I have a hell of a national anthem opera voice. I'll just go ahead and tell you all that. Well, you know the rules of Kentucky you know, Rock. You gotta sing. I'll I'll sing it before the golf scramble. How about that? <laughs> You'll do the national anthem at the golf scramble. Sure, yeah, might as well. I'll sing, okay, sing in my everybody voice. remember this. Don't let this go by the wayside. May thirty first, Scoot says he'll do the national anthem in opera voice. Although <laughs> I do feel like the week of, you'll be like, I don't know if I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing the national anthem. I don't know if I'm gonna do opera. Oh, voice. if I'm Scoot's. if I'm gonna sing it, I'm gonna do it in opera voice. Trust me, that's what we right. like to hear. That's right. He's gonna. Pick up smoking cigarettes just so he gets a raspy voice. Like, oh no, I lost, I lost my voice. Can't sing this week. Sorry, guys. People forget last year Trevor played the the slow play on an illness to get out of the big exports radio golf scramble. God, Monday he was like, oh, weekend was good. By the end of it, my throat felt a little scratchy. And then Tuesday he was like, yeah, it's it's scratchier. I thought I was maybe getting better, but and then like Wednesday rolls around and he's like, yeah, same old, same old, not good. And then Thursday he had the black plague, and uh, Friday he obviously couldn't make it to the scramble. He did the he did the slow play to get out of it. Very disappointed in you, Trevor. But Scoots will do no such thing when it comes to the national anthem, not for the troops. Oh no, I'll do it. I'm 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 dead serious. Oops, accidentally copied and pasted something. I was wondering. 
<laughs> didn't didn't even didn't even mean to do that. Um, I was like, TJ's going to talk appraising today. Accidentally liking content on Twitter. <laughs> well, this this was an appra- this was an appraising thing, not uh, well, you know, the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is there a chance we get a happy surprise and end up with Grant Nelson? Um, maybe. Uh, the North Dakota State transfer averaged 17 points and eight and a half rebounds last year. Uh, six foot 11, guy that plays like a wing, kind of. So it would you would have two of these sort of players that are face up but also big. Um, he did not perform quite as well against Power 5 competition, so I think – I. I would still keep expectations in check if Kentucky did pursue him, but I I would think that that would be like that's one of the few guys that they could pursue at this point if Sheboy and Livingston ultimately both announced that they're not coming back to Kentucky. Yeah, and I would be all for it. I think a Grant Nelson comparison, I always like to bring him back to UK, so it doesn't always make for the best comparisons, but kind of like a Keon Brooks top-in hybrid for something that's more recent and similar like he can shoot he can he can stretch the floor he'll be consistent but i just think he's more versatile in especially putting the ball on the floor than keon brooks was sometimes and i say this lovingly but sometimes keon brooks on the court would kind of move around like he would have a stick up his hiney it would Mm. look like like he just looks so stiff at times where Toppin was kind of more fluid and he could put the ball on the floor a little bit better not to the extent i ever really wanted him to be able to do that but he could do it better than brooks certainly so he was a, a little bit more fluid in his game obviously had a little bit more bounce so again not the greatest comparison in the world but just for a UK perspective, think of like a, a hybrid top in Keon Brooks player. And I think that's that would be what you're you're getting in Grant Nelson. And, and it's also tough, you know, what would Keon Brooks and Jacob Toppin had averaged at North Dakota State? 19 and 9? Is that inconceivable? I don't think so. I think they both could have probably averaged numbers like that. So have that kind of player in mind when you think of a Grant Nelson. I think he'd be more of a, if Oscar leaves, let's just continue to solidify the front court with bodies, and maybe that's where you, you would see him. Yeah, yeah. I um, I do like the way you describe Keon Brooks because he did just run kind of stiff. I say it lovingly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got nothing against that guy. Always best way to describe it, though. You know, him and Wheeler are going to be balling out in the Pacific Northwest. Ah, people forget that. We got Providence to watch on the East Coast. We'll have Washington on the West Coast. It'll be fun college basketball season, assuming UK isn't terrible. Uh, yeah. Let's let's hope that that is the case. Another texture on the Thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says maybe these players don't want to put up with crazy UK fans. I know every team has them, but it seems like ours are the loudest. Well, yeah, it seems like it because you're in, in amongst them. Uh, there's crazy fans. They, you think they don't get any crazier in the NBA? I, like, I that's think why I, I just always whenever there's some sort of narrative out there that oh. Um, so and so is afraid. Uh, like uh, Jaden McDaniels didn't want to deal with it. It's like, well, yeah. you got to you got to deal with it eventually. So hiding from it's going to do yourself no good. I think it's a factor more than you think it is, Roush. Like, I just think there's some people. If you're kind of torn. It may just be like, what if what if we're not good again? And I just I get flooded with constant DMs about how much I suck. Where I don't want to be a G League player. 
but at least things will kind of be quieter for a little bit. Not that I think that that's the final say in people's decision, but I do think it is. I, I think it, it's a factor. Well, and, and, and you know what? It's a good factor because that's a loser mentality, and you're going to crumble here. You're going to melt, and you're not going to succeed. Like that's 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 part of playing at Kentucky. Like, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that either. Right. Like you, you got to be able to withstand that. And I know that, like, but like that, that's that's part of it. Like mental makeup is important, and if you can't take the heat, get the hell out of the kitchen. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And you know, just win, like. People are – it's a totally different atmosphere and mood when you're winning. And that's not to excuse the crazies. They're the worst. We say it all the time. But every fan base does have them. If you ever want to play basketball at a, the highest level or a very high level, you're going to hear them regardless of where you're at. And thirdly, if you win, people don't care. I don't think Anthony Davis was catching a lot of grief in 2012. No, I don't think he was either. What do we got next on the Thornton's text line? Uh, we have another texter who says, John here, good morning, everyone. Hey, give me a nugget about 12. And, of course, Joker is MVP for tonight. Uh, it's not till tomorrow night, John. Uh, okay, we as fans want the football and basketball cats to have a great season this year. However, which program do you believe will have the most success? It's pretty open-ended, John. Got to go talk to you later. Finals start tomorrow, John. Oh. He said, sorry, guys, what a goof. There is no NBA tonight. <laughs> just have basketball in my mind for a big reason. Maybe that means we have some big basketball news today. We might just get big old reason. Let me see an all back. My friend's wistful thinking. Am I right? Either way, see number nine coming. I certainly hope you're correct, John. Um, I did want to just pat myself on the back for being a sharp and texting scoots to uh, unload the account on the Nuggets' future to win the finals. Oh, man. I guess it would have been in between game six and seven. So that would have been on Monday. Sunday. And, Sunday. Sunday. It was minus 130 then. It's minus 400 the day after that was decided in the Heat one. So Interesting, because Scoots took credit for finding that value on the Spears show yesterday. Oh, oh I bet. Huh. I, I didn't take credit for it, but I bet it at 132. I mean, you 100% took credit for it because you were like, well, I got him at so-and-so, and and you know what it is now. So you you just, you you took Roush's glory. Well, I did get him at that number, so I didn't take anything for glory. Plus, I don't want, plus, TJ, I don't want them to know that I'm placing bets for Roush. That's illegal. Oh, oh, that's what it is. So thanks thanks for bringing it up. It would, have been so, it would have been so simple just to say, you know, what I, I tailed Roush on something he did interesting a few weeks ago or a couple days ago. He bet the, the Nuggets minus 130 or 160. I hopped in on the bet with him. And now if you want to get it, it's minus one or 390 or whatever it is. But instead. Sorry, Roush. I didn't you know, shout out your name. My bad. Well, I, I think you're just doing the listeners a disservice because if they think it's a Scoots bet versus a Roush bet, It'd probably fade it if it's a Roush bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roush, you're not off the hook either because you didn't text me to be like, hey, are you seeing the – like, we talk about good bets from time to time. Where – what the hell? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you also don't live in Indiana and can make the bet for me. I, I wasn't I wasn't advising him to take it too. I was just wanting it. <laughs> I'm now a Southern Indiana appraisal mogul. I do <laughs> appraisals over there all the time. Oh, a mogul. So – I've over since the microphone's been broken. I've been over in Indiana more for appraisals than the radio show. How does one become a mogul? 
Like, where does that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. That's such a would, loaded phrase. I'd, I'd love. Do you just call yourself that and it just sticks? Or is there like you reach a certain dollar amount where it's like mogul? And I, I feel like you can't, you got to do more than one thing, right? Like they're, they're always like entertainment mogul. I don't, <laughs> can you be just an appraising mogul? See, TJ, maybe because you do radio and appraising in Southern Indiana, you could become a mogul. No, but I'd have to be a certain type of, uh, you No, I, I don't think, I think if there is specific type, there's like a media mogul. Huh. There's entertainment, as you said. Real estate oh. mogul. So you would need multiple real estate. You you need to appraise and sell homes. Appraising mogul to the stars. Is is it legal to be a realtor and an appraiser? I feel like that'd be conflict of interest. It is not. You can't. Oh. Most uh, you you can you can do that. You couldn't like appraise your own listing. Okay. By the way, TJ, yeah. I answered your question. Can you please tell me if I was right? Oh, uh, the appraisal question. Which, which question was it? The one that you accidentally sent over. I, w- I wanted to play along, so I guess C. Yeah, great, great for great for radio. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. Okay, sounds good. Texture says, "Was yeah. TJ describing Reds fans or Cats fans?" Uh, that's a good point. And a lot of times they're pretty interchangeable. So good text into the show. You, you, you're probably correct about that. Although I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't get too, I don't get too low. I probably do get too high sometimes with the cats, but that's okay. If you all were, what are we on now? Yeah, right there. Oh, if you all were coaching a basketball team, who would be the head coach and who would be the assistants? I'd be the head coach. Obviously, I would be the head coach. Roush and Scooch would be the assistants. Oh, I'll take the assistant role. Less work. The regional manager. I'll just get thrown out though all the time, Roush, and you can you can be my Kenny Payne. I can see Roush being the head coach, roaming the sidelines while TJ is on the bench, giving the referee an absolute earful about the missed mm-hmm. foul call. Scoots then will be the assistant, helping to explain to each player where they messed up in the game, while also trying to calm each player down. I think Scooch would be more of the stats guy. Like, hey, he's got three fouls. You need to get him out. I, I would definitely be the stats guy, but Plumlee bro's right. I would definitely be the motivator. No question. She got the good old-fashioned hard one. <laughs> Says one texture on the Thornton stacks line. Scenario for you, gents. All you need to do is make four or five free throws. If you make four out of five, you get $200,000. But if you miss, you have to go to jail for two years. Are you taking up on this offer? No. This is uh, I feel like that's something we do pretty regularly. Like that we've we've had this one for sure. I mean, if I get if I if you like if you give me a month to prepare, I'm probably doing it because um, then I'm just shooting free throws 24/7, 365. Because two hundred thousand dollars that's 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 worth taking a month off of work to do. So actually, if you if I'm getting a heads up, yes. If I'm not getting a heads up, no. Well, either way, you get a month off work to practice, or you get two years off work with three square meals. Either way, win win. I don't. I don't think that's that's. I think two years off is uh, that's how it works. Um, completely legitimate to warn of the constant negativity of some of the Cal haters hurts recruiting. Yeah, I just I. I if, if they're scaring them away, then I don't want them. I mean, I, I do think it's a factor, but I also think there's truth to what Roush is saying. And 
it is what it, you know. Again, it comes down to just winning. People don't. People, if you're losing and people don't care, and that's the place you want to be, then you're not serious about basketball. Uh, Texter says, highly recommend bidding on eBay for certain golf clubs. Just got myself a brand new TaylorMade Five Hybrid Sim Max for under hundred dollars. Carry on. Supposedly, you can always find good deals on on eBay. Somebody says, I like to ski the moguls when I was younger. Uh, another texture says, Roush was right questioning TJ's wife's car. Did it have a cassette player? Time to upgrade. Wow. <laughs> she's ready to upgrade. I, but I, I've been like, let's let's do it. And she hasn't been the one willing to, to make the move. But oh, man, we're, we're in that process here. It's going to be happening soon at the Roush house. And I'm getting a little anxious for it. Yes, uh, Scooch, you got it wrong, by the way. Damn it. It's B. Yeah, oh, sorry. B, B was my a, second guess. Um, all right, so let's make final predictions. Uh, all right, first off, when we do the show tomorrow, do we have definitive answers on all three? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, no. I say no. I think, like, one, we don't hear from, or, like, it, it, there's something something in flux with it. So I think we get decisions on two or three. We're left in the dark on one. What's your final guesses? Reeves is the one that says he's not going to the draft, but just, like, keeps things open-ended. We're going to have to wait longer for Reeves. Uh, the other two go. Reeves has like the announcement where he's like, I'm I'm not in, entering the draft and I will play college basketball, but it doesn't specifically say UK on it and everybody yep. loses their freaking mind. Yep. Yeah. And then the I other could, two go pro. That's my, my prediction. Livingston goes pro. Oscar and Reeves come back when it's all said and done. But I do think tomorrow we don't know about one of them. I'm with you, TJ. Oscar and Reeves back. Oh, it'd be cool if that happens. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll find out together. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll talk to you on Thursday.